Give me your A. You got your A. You got your A. Give me your B. B. You got your B. You got your B. Give me your cuz. Cuz. You got your cuz. You got your cuz. We are unrefined. Sophisticates. Ooh. Yeah, you know. Little, little razzle-dazzle. Man. Hit me with the newy. Yeah. I try to do this sometimes, Ooh. you know. Remain a mystery. <laughs> Welcome to episode... Uno, trece, for those less cultured, 130 <laughs> of the Unrefined Sophisticates podcast. I am your host, Ken Jones, to the other box. Morgan Jones. Boom, boom, boom. You know, we, back. we in the building. We better. <laughs> we We wavy. We feel in the wind. Talk to us about what the wind feels like on the back of your neck right now. Mm. And then tell us why you can feel it. I'm going to give y'all a little suspense. We're going to get to that after these shout outs. Don't mm. don't. Mm. We want to shout out the UK and Australia for being our top listening countries this week outside of these here United States. Shout out to San Ysidro and Gresham for being our top listening cities this week outside of Portland, Oregon. Shout out me in these wavy hairstyles that I'm about to tell you all about. <laughs> but before that, uh, check out our sponsor at the nine Brent at the I X underscore I X B R A N D on IG and the I X brand dot C-O. On the interwebs that Al Gore created. Follow us at Unrefined Sophisticates on the Instagram. Follow me, Can at I Technically Can on Instagram, and follow Morg at Portland Morgan on Instagram. Make sure you like us, subscribe, and review wherever you listen, and tell a friend to tell a friend about us. The entendres is much. <laughs> we here. <laughs> So, uh, for the listeners that are new, this may mean nothing to you, but for the listeners that have been here for a little while and maybe have went to, uh, check out a social media and see what your favorite hosts may look alike, Mm -hmm. or you may have seen us in public doing our one too and thought, Hmm, that man has some mighty long hair. Mm Hmm. The hair was mighty and long. Notice I keep talking in past tense because mm. the hair is a gone. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did. I think the kids call it the big chop. You did the big chop. I'm probably going to get my red hair phase now. Are you that, on usually your that's what comes hair with care it. journey now? No, I'm good. Red hair. That's all. That's, oh, okay. That's We're going straight bleach and then right red. Red, red hair. Because that's when women, when women, when something, when they cut their hair and color it red, oh, it's. We going Wild through some things, and we about to make uh, a a few life changes. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I ain't got a heartbreak or nothing that I'm necessarily trying to reel back from. So I don't, or are you? <laughs> don't don't do. Catch us on our next episode. <laughs> 
Can't it all. <laughs> <laughs> ah, my memoir is coming soon. Yo, I'll follow the link in the description. <laughs> um, <laughs> but now nah, I, I chopped it off. I, I I went back to that 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 low and slow. Um, got the got got. I got some weight up off me. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time coming. I've been telling telling people that it was going to happen. I just needed to do it in the moment and not think about it. And so opportunity presented itself. It wasn't a moment of like, you know what? Today is the day. And it was like, oh, everything lined up. Cool. And shout out to the homie Slick for taking care of the young man. He hit me a couple of years ago, though, and had threw it in my ear already. Like whenever it came time to come to him to do my first haircut. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He had threw, threw that out there a couple of years back. And I, and I laughed him off. <laughs> sure, friend. Things I won't be doing for a thousand, Alex. Dang, I like that. <laughs> and then fast forward to sitting in the chair, getting that that crop chop. And it's a good wow. feeling. I feel like it uh, it got it got it got a couple of years off my cheekbones. Uh, my neck is out. Uh, the one thing I did I did uh, think about is uh, like I've had hair since 2003. Like I haven't cut my hair since 2003. Um I went through the braid phase back when that was popping in the early aughts and then uh, transitioned straight from the braids into the dreads. And um, that was that was the run. And I've got neck tattoos on both sides, fairly large neck tattoos that <laughs> I'm sure people aren't even necessarily familiar with because the hair has been cascading for many a year. <laughs> Yo, yeah, that, that's a. That's a realization like, yeah, oh, that's something that I did not there. take into account yeah. at all. Not that it would have changed the decision, but yeah. it's moments of being in you know, the mirror and be like, oh, OK, yeah, he's there. So I know when I'm in these buildings, some of these spaces that I occupy mm-hmm. uh, with people of not of the culture, I got to get used to people trying to do the non I'm reading your neck, but I'm not staring so I'm, at you. But I'm also way shorter. So I'm looking up at you and yeah. your neck. Clearly making making it a little little cringy. It's usually when we're seated, though, it's usually like in a meeting, oh. you know, something like that and looking off to the side and catching people. I, I catch them doing the arms often when I got my arms out. They get to get to looking and reading. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at them, then it's the look away. The, no one ever. Yeah. Oh, because if it's in a meeting, you can't just. But like, yeah. do sometimes people like, oh, just admiring your artwork. I feel like I've had I, that, but I've had I feel like I've only had that a couple of times. Uh, um, I think specifically back when I um, was at my old place of employment and being that I would have to deal with a lot of vendors flying in from out of town. They're coming in, you know, business casual and sometimes just business and coming out to talk numbers and all that old stuff and doing lunch or something. And uh, some months it's hot. So I'm not wearing a long sleeve shirt or, you know, flannel or anything like that. Uh and have my arms out. And definitely, I think it'd be a shock sometimes after just dealing with me through email and the phone and then yeah. pulling up to this nice little restaurant. And here comes Can. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've definitely got people, you know, doing the doing the side peaks and trying to put it together. But then also being this dark, it's not like they're just popping from across the room. So you really got to look to see the things. But uh, in there. Yeah. But I can't say, you know, uh, activated a whole layer of hats that have been just sitting around mm. waiting for their glory day. Um, 
because that's definitely one of the downsides to having being that I am a head headpiece wearing man, uh, lots of headgear. Um, there's hats that just don't work with that type of hair, uh, the thickness. And so it's a lot of funny sitting and the hat just rising to the top. That's for the longest light colored hats. I just avoid it because it's going to be me having to keep grabbing the bill to pull the hat down and keep doing the thing, which just uh-huh. ends up with, you know, little little dirty patches. Too many, too many uh, oily fingers on them. He grabs. Yeah. But uh, there are some of the like ghost remnants of going to grab uh, my hair or on a, before we started recording, going to scratch my scalp. And being so used to having to take a finger to fit in between a little no. patch of locks and just going straight in, taking my shirts off, my hoodies off, not having to double think. Am I pulling on something? So it's like a shadow appendage, like when people yeah. get um, yeah. amputated, like they, you know, I, w- I really wonder how long it's going to take for you to realize all the way, like your body, yeah. not you, yeah, you know, yeah. but like yeah. all of those things that you've been doing for that long like slamming your hair in the car door, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like make sure you don't do or that. Hopping in the shower and forgetting to have a hair tie. Like the amount of having hopping in and having to hop back out <laughs> to find a hair tie. But I do on the flip side, have a ton of hair ties that's going to be up for grabs. Or maybe I just keep them, <laughs> keep, <laughs> keep them in little grabs. spaces so that like I'm that cool guy that just has a hair tie for any woman that happens to need a hair tie. At any that's moment, gonna, uh, that's going to bring more questions than very valid. valid. <laughs> you Why know, you hair ties. Oh, so you used to have hair and then you just left it. You just kept them. Why the real question, though, is my my hair is just sitting on a table in the living room and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to set them on fire. <laughs> that you put them on display. I thought about doing a fire sale for my exes and be like, you can get a dread, make that voodoo doll now. Okay, you know what? <laughs> what? I figure, you know, 40 bucks a lock. You know, they already got one. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but yeah, I'm legitimately like, I don't feel like you should just throw these in the trash. I don't uh, I don't know I don't what to do. That, do. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know. And it's weird to put them like in a sack and then it should be in my closet somewhere for several years. Well, and we then move in. I can tell you there's a bag of that in my closet. Definitely weird. But yeah, no, hey. I mean, for me, absolutely. For ambush, not at all. Makes perfect sense. My thing is you happen to come out like I think of it like moving or something when people like that's where you're pulling stuff in it. And you have somebody that has no idea what's going on. They reach to grab this thing and hair just falls out and does it start compress like what happens to it after a while does it stay the same they're the same i don't know if oh. you've done something that's like i don't know they're the same there's they're just you got to spray like uh you know you get uh the weatherproof stuff for your shoes <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> you gotta <laughs> put a couple mothballs in the bag like what <laughs> I need to. Yeah, I don't know. I think you gotta uh, display them in some way. You know. I'm gonna figure it out. Maybe yeah. I'll just attach them. I'll staple them to a hat, and then just like some days <laughs> wear that hat out. Into the unrefined sophisticated <laughs> We're done forever and always. <laughs> staple them uh, to a hat. <laughs> yeah, just like it's just the perimeter, so it doesn't look like I'm out here. That's old. 
just in case. Uh, just save them and you can stitch them back in if you decide. Nah. You could do it. No, I know. My thing is, like, my whole reasoning is- for cutting my hair was to get all of that. Oh, that was carrying a lot of wild time energy mm. through these years. Mm. That hair, that hair is. So had is, something in the bloodstream. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah. So got to keep that up out of there. Have yeah. to get that up New energy, me. baby. New energy. Yes. <laughs> and sorry, listeners, that we went on a whole deep dive right quick uh, on that. I promise we have regularly scheduled programming. But I'm out here just so you know. Yeah. When you see me and you see can, don't think it's not can just because yeah. you don't see the locks. I'm going to see if we if I get less uh, DJ ambush accidental sightings. <laughs> less people mistaking me it. <laughs> for they're going to still do it. Like, I, know, I was saying I hope that maybe oh, people do it like maybe maybe I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, because it's really that, just. That's the only thing that that's it. And tall, 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 dark skin. Yeah. Dark skin and locks. That's it. A mess, basically. <laughs> All um, so jumping into some of the things that I've been thinking about, one of them, um, it had to do with just actors and actresses and like how dope of a talent. And I was having a conversation with someone about how, um, it, it, some people just have it from the jump, like that have the imagination. It can just kick into character and mode and be able to run that so well. And how like on the spot, being able to just fire stuff off it as a character. Yeah. And how dope that is. Right. Um, and that not necessarily being a skill that I possess, <laughs> uh, Man. but being that we watch movies and like, see a person play a role and believe that that person is another person. Right. And be able to like cue emotions on the drop of a dime. And in my mind, dating an actor or actress would seem like a continuous mind F word of are they being serious right now mm. or is this an act? And that comes from, you know, more so on like being sorry or apologizing or feeling like they, that you're making a point and it's, a, and, and they, they get it or it, just any of the things, I guess I can work and being happy too. Like it just, how does that work? And do you think you, could be in a relation with a very good actor. Um, I I think I could because I think I think uh, if you're in a relationship with somebody and you're trying to learn who they are and you believe them when they say it, right? Like, okay. Um, I don't think that their profession necessarily will dictate right like so Mm. there's certain code switching that we all do to go to work yeah you know and Uh it's not necessarily being a different character but it's definitely tapping into other parts of your own personality that you know um so i don't know like i i think that i i think i understand where you're coming from where like you could just completely 
play at all. Right. But then yeah. also like what a waste of time <laughs> on mean, their end. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it would. Be. Yeah, there's, you know, yeah, I'm not saying people don't waste each other's time. I'm just yeah. saying what a waste of time. Like, yeah, unless you're uh, doing some character acting where you have to be, you know, crazy Sophia or something from <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I don't understand why you would bring that into your real life. Um, yeah. However, uh, if they did, I also think that you if you're being serious about a relationship, like there's certain stuff you're going to understand is happening. You know what I mean? Like. If those actions never match those words, if the if the if the things never actually happen that they say are going to happen, that happens with people that aren't actors or actresses. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you're going to figure it out at some point anyway. Yeah. And I mean, I get all that and I hear all that. And I, yeah, you get like, a job no, and all no, that, but it. it's <laughs> just, it's it, for me, like it's not like coming to be crazy so-and-so, but especially thinking in terms of like serious actors who are always in these serious roles. And it's not like, Oh, they're a comedy actor or they're the angry black woman. Act, you know what I'm saying? Like, but more so on these, just, these drama and I don't know, there's, there's some things that I see and it's like, this is so like, if this was being said in a moment to just shut me up, like I would be like, Oh yeah. Okay. I buy it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I mean, so that would be a, that would be a bit of a crest issue at the, at the heart of it. A bit of a bit of a bit of a, the possible, there's this one fruit fly that is, only wanting to stay in my eyesight just far enough from my reach. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but can has yeah. been like pulling at the air for the last three minutes. It's <laughs> like trying to, trying to grab it. And uh, <sighs> yeah, gnats or fruit flies or whatever they yeah. are, where they're just like. A new All this room, all this yeah. room. And it's only one that you want to stay in my yeah. peripheral. Got to be right, right over here. here. <laughs> If it were a Pixar film that like that fly would be like, I want to be your best friend. I want to be your best friend. Do you see me? I want to be your best friend. You know, like hella trying to talk to me right now. Right. I ain't got no extra senses. (laughs) 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 It's about to be a short film because as soon as I can catch you, I'm going to kill it. (laughs) Speaking of, I did keep a spider. There was a spider in my sink that I uh, noticed last week, probably I say about an inch and a half circumference, like uh, uh, if it's what am I thinking? Yeah. Um, And I wanted to see if he would or it would crawl out on its own. So. I didn't I did things to make sure to not kill it. Didn't let the water hit crazy. I was brushing my teeth, being careful, washing my hands. Yeah. Bathroom sink. And uh it kept getting to the top, but it's like it just wouldn't get that leg one more. Like it, it just threw up the other and but it didn't work. It started building a little uh, webbing on the side and I was just trying to see how long it would go. And then I had a moment and a friend of mine was like uh, mentioned about like it not eaten. And then I was like, oh, damn, now I feel bad. So <laughs> I like, now you trapped it. <laughs> yeah. So I went and got the cup, put it back outside. But it was really in there chilling. 
And I mean, it could have been eaten. It may have came across an ant or something, you know, like yeah, it, it out. But I mean, I was pretty I impressed, the, though, that fight. it managed to like even with the there was a moment of the water, it getting caught on the water and then hitting the stopper. And for a minute, I thought like, oh, it might okay. be out of there. It's like, nope, undid those legs after a second and got back to it. So all this to basically say I'm Dr. Doolittle. No. I'm out here helping Mother Nature continue <laughs> to be her best self. Climate change is real, and I'm doing my part. Okay. You know what? That's it. That's all. The ending really, really sold me, in all honesty. You think Dr. Doolittle and Batman would have had good conversations? <laughs> Maybe. Do you think that Drake is Batman? I mean, when you think about it, he is certified as a lover boy. Is it a lover Batman? Batman loved bats. <laughs> and fighting crime. And that one chick he worked with. Okay. Um, <laughs> Or no, I'm mixing up Superman and Superman. Batman. Never mind. Don't <laughs> oh. <laughs> work with no, no. Yeah, way. no, I'm tripping. Uh, but yeah, I can. The reason I, I ask, I can't see the correlation. Okay, the reason I ask if Drake is Batman, he and our good friend uh, Kanye have had beef for many a moon at this point. The moons have uh, been many. They've been many. They've been much, as you would say, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Mm-hmm. At this point, Kanye came out for Donda looking like Bane. Mm, I think he's only watched like Christopher Nolan movies the last few years. Uh, (laughs) He came out looking like Bane in multiple iterations. Right. And Mm -hmm. and then we get the news yesterday, I guess, or I saw it today that uh, Drake did uh, gave him a couple bars on a trippy red song. Said his name because why not? And uh, I don't know why Kanye would post this because this to me is like a self-owned. This is a, a this is not like he looks silly to me, but he he posts a picture of him sending a message to his group chat. <laughs> after Wait, adding- of, of of Mr. West sending a group chat. Yeah. OK. And. After adding Pusha T, and the only reason we know that Pusha T is it says today, 12, 28 p.m. You added Pusha T to this conversation (laughs) or Pusha, not Pusha T. But yeah, and he sends a picture of the latest Joker. Um, Oh, dang. What's his name? Who did this? Joaquin Phoenix? No. Who's this Joker? Dang. Why? Uh oh! Now I sound like a fool. I think it's um, I think it's him. Sorry. Um. Anyway, the latest Joker, it is Joaquin Phoenix. He's just like incredibly thin, so I I I got insecure about my response. Anyway, he sends a picture of that version of the Joker, and says, "I live for this. I've been effed with by nerd." Jock dudes like you my whole life. You will never recover. I promise you. 
And my question is, does Kanye really think that he's a number one nerds and jocks or nerd jocks? Because those are two different things. <laughs> I read it as nerd jocks. Yeah. And what yeah. you're saying is Drake is a nerd jock. <laughs> it made sense. I'm going to tell you why it made sense when I read it. Can't wait. His persona has become that. He's came out as written off kind of as the kind of nerdy soft dude. And then he kind of got in as his he elevated in his career and became the cool kid. And so hanging with the jocks, it's it's being on that side of it where you came from being the nerd that got accepted into the circle. So it's this thing that you're. Huh? Can't you? Isn't there a group of cool dudes that aren't jocks? Is all uh, I'm saying. Like, there's yeah, but, cool but we're, but, not athletes. Definitely, but the the I guess I just get it. It's in the terms yeah. of when you think about school, you don't really say cool kids. Usually, the jocks and nerds. Like that's I get that. The, so, yeah, so, so what he's giving us is Drake is both. Then. Yeah, he's he's both. So. Kanye, the nerd, the nerd is what leads. Right. <laughs> but Kanye's getting it from all angles over here from this guy. <laughs> He's getting the nerd and the jock. He just and it's been happening his whole life. I just am like, my guy, you are not the tortured soul. That is the Joker. Like what you're trying to present in this moment. <laughs> it's pretty. Can I hit the line. Can I say the line that Drake said in the trippy red song? Give it to us. I quote. <laughs> Drake voice. All these fools I'm beefing that I barely know. Mm. 45, 44, burnt out. Let it go. Mm. Yay ain't changing S word for me. It's set in stone. He called out Yeezy by name. Well, and that's referencing the fact that uh, Donda has still yet to come out. You've had multiple release album parties or uh, release parties for it in Atlanta, doing it big, doing it live. But that album ain't dropped when it was supposed to. It didn't drop when it was other supposed to. It ain't dropped when it was other other supposed to. So the idea is he's waiting until Drake drops to compete. Uh, stepping on it, stepping on it like the raw. Right. And what I think that some people just really don't understand is some of these stars reach like mm. 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 when you think about like, you know, how many streams Kanye has versus how many streams Drake has, how many followers, how many. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the right metric is to like really get him to understand. But like Drake is closer to a Kardashian in the way of followers, right? Yeah. Then, then yay was ever, even when he was involved in that whole family. Okay. So like just the reach of that understanding how many, just how many people <laughs> it's, it's astronomical, like to really like the weekend, right? Like we, yeah. there yeah. are, Fans like us who were listening to unmixed and mastered uh, mixtapes and living off every word. It's like real hard to understand the reach is a hundred million in a day. (laughs) 
so like and when you're Kanye and your orbit is your orbit, it's hard right. to understand that other dudes in your same profession have a bigger orbit. A bigger reach. This is not the fight you want. <laughs> no. At all. Especially when you don't have Drake to write for you. I don't think you want it. Don DeMarco. <laughs> Cue it up. <laughs> Dang. I mean, we're I'll doing Drake sample you saying that and add that <laughs> up to the <laughs> Somebody get this to Drake. <laughs> Um, you know, we like two degrees away. That's how the world works. Like somebody yes. to Drake. Yes. Ah, man. So I I've just... been wondering if Drake is Batman, because I feel like I feel like, uh, you know, he's bringing out a different level of uh, we ain't see this coming from. Yay. You're the Joker now. Like, do you know what that represents, my guy? <laughs> and that particular one. I'm just, maybe you know, this, it, this makes me go back to, uh, uh, Joe Budden's breakdown, lyric breakdown of, uh, Drake's verse on Travis Scott's. What was the song? Um, Oh, Lincoln, uh, Ash, um, <laughs> like, wow okay that, we're watched song <laughs> <laughs> i was i was about to say astro <laughs> like no that uh <gasps> we got the whole internet <laughs> there we go Jeez. um um and him doing the breakdown of <laughs> as if Drake was really running down the street and <laughs> Kanye <laughs> peeking out his window. <laughs> ah, like oh. he's really been pressed by him for living all sorts of rent free. Like crazy in the way of how this is working and and of course Kanye is a huge artist as we know humongous yeah but as you said like there's also Drake <laughs> well, like, I think what he's forgetting is that he's not been doing the music right like Ooh. you're Ooh. a billionaire from from fashion moves from business moves right now like you haven't been doing the music and the last music you were doing was gospel and I know that there's plenty of gospel fans but he lost a lot of yeezy fans in that moment they 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 lost them in that transition <laughs> like you can't turn into chance the rapper like you gotta, that, you gotta go. <laughs> so i'm gonna just for the listeners that are not familiar <laughs> familiar with drake's lines from sicko mode that may have been directed may have been misdirected oh <clears throat> I still got so or wait, let me actually I'm gonna start back. Slept what through the flight. Was quote. <laughs> quote. Slept through the flight. Knocked for the night. This S word got double bedroom. I still got scores to settle. I crept down the block. Made a right. Cut the lights. Mm. Paid a price. Mm. In words, think it's sweet. 
it's on site. Woo! Nothing nice mm. gets in my ice. Nope. Jesus Christ <laughs> checks over stripes. Yikes. Oh, wait, you forgot the part. That's what we like. <laughs> That's what we like. <laughs> Drake may have a Nike a Jordan deal, uh, which is under the Nike umbrella. May may have that may have done a whole video at the campus. Yes, yes. Right down the block from where I stay you know, uh, is at the world headquarters. And Yeezy, Kanye West, the Donda creator, um, is on Adidas, the three stripes. Which is all, all he shook. Has he been shook? Yeah. Because the man, the man said, crept down the block, made a right, cut the lights. We know that sounds like a drive-by is about to happen. No, I know what that is. <sighs> Look, I know those him, movements. Lay down, get the kids <laughs> to the bunker. To the bunker. Man, here's the thing. People don't like Drake doing those raps because they're like, you're soft and you'll never do that. I like Drake for doing those raps. <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> Look, the Drake, oh, the amount of times that Drake spit a line and I'd be like, shut up, Drake, but that's hard. <laughs> that's exactly it. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not taking Drake seriously. Like he's, he's in a circle, circle of till I'm busy. My man Woo! just. My man just made a drive-by sound super fly. <laughs> Hella. <laughs> this man really be doing disc records over club bops. Like. Oh. <laughs> and have you in the club doing Look. the disc record? <laughs> Whole club singing the disc record. <laughs> Every single body. Yeah, I think that that's a, that definitely Drake, you know, gets up under the skins. Big time. Um, you know, something that uh, somebody said uh, and it's bounced around in my mind since hearing it. And it talked about rappers that, quote, beef with Drake. And is whenever Drake happens to mention anything about a woman in the verse, mm. how it has to pressure them up in a different even if he didn't say a name, a thing, but a. Uh, Something even he started this verse I was just given with she's in love with who I am. <laughs> so like these so it must be the woman I'm involved with that and how that triggers something way deeper in these uh, situations, knowing that Drake could probably have access easily to most of these women's that y'all loves. It's a cold game out here <laughs> and Kanye. I don't think I don't think nothing you will do will end that man. It not, will not be over. It's just not even who Kanye is, right? And so he's gonna enlist push. He's gonna try and get someone to do that dirty work. And even if even if it is a Kanye verse, it's a push ghostwrite. You know what I'm saying? Like we've seen what does outside of some chitter chatter, what are these quote this is do we elicit nothing this man is so great at turning the diss into a win he his ability to flip like what are and this is the thing. <laughs> from the jump he comes to you as a man <laughs> Shirley <laughs> now real life he does the he, you he's clearly been picked on and the reason I say that is 
you get that defense mechanism early, or at least I did, where I'm going to I'm going to tell you the thing that I think you're going to make fun of before you can even don't you can't get your joke off because it's not funny anymore because yeah. I already said it. And so, haha, we all said the thing moving forward. Right. Yes. Like queen of that in middle and high school. Like you're not going to get nothing. Nope. We're not. Oh, we're not doing swag. none of that. You had the swag. OK. He has that and he has it in a in a different way to be able to, like, make it catchy. You know what I'm saying? Like he makes a song out of. Yeah, he made a so bop. He's already, he's <laughs> already told us, yes, I'm about to cry about this girl. Yes, I'm going to do this. <laughs> yes, I'm going to do that. Yeah, I already did that thing. No, I'm not a person with guns. I don't do any of that. Like <laughs> he's already said it. So what can you really say? And then you're like, there's nothing to say. Right. Then push comes out and is like, you're hiding a child. Look, look, which is. The only thing I can think you can say to someone like Drake and Drake was like, man, ain't nobody hiding this baby. Come look, 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 hella photo ops <laughs> the next day. <laughs> like you that's and that was like that was the end of Drake and Ye right there. That Ye, right. Ye spilled those beans. Like the uh, messy boots he is. movie messy (laughs) dirty out in wyoming let me tell you everything (laughs) like Uh, boots and then yeah that'll ruin your ghost right friend friendship with drake that'll ruin him coming to your project yeah yeah and guess what else it didn't do ruin his career like nothing did not hit i feel like he went and put a heart in his part Yo, and put a pink jacket on with hearts sewn into it. It's all love. <laughs> I'm good. We good over here. I might have to. What can I do? I'm going to do a part. I want to heart in my part. I don't want to heart the part because that's I'm aged out of being able to copy the cool kids stuff. Um, what is Lightning another rod. thing that could be done? <laughs> what you say? Lightning rod. <laughs> oh, ooh. I see. Maybe an ice cube. Oh, <laughs> only if it's ice cube. Mm, but it's actually his face carved. Yeah, into that's what I'm saying. Part. Like it they has to get be tricky. Yeah, they got to get real tricky with the. Uh, I really got to think of something because I want. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a something. I got to bring it back and do all the stuff I couldn't do for all the all the times. What's the little razor? Oh, straight red razor. Is that what straight it's called razor. when yeah, they yeah. in and get the intricate line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna get. Jiggy. I need that. Maybe I'll do an upside down heart. Oh, all love lost. <laughs> Welcome to another production meeting. <laughs> Y'all heard it here first. Live and local. <laughs> um, so I'm going to leave out of that conversation, lead us into this next. And I, I was king of the segue over the years of thinking about uh, social media in the way in which I use my platforms to share my thoughts and moments uh, <laughs> and you know, people get, I'm sure there's a lot of emotion. Some people might say irritated. Some <laughs> may say annoyed. These are good words. Good words. To More people. I've, I would say joy. More people find joy in, in what my thoughts. Internet? Oh, and uh, you through the, the years, internet. I've had people say you should do stand up. 
To which my reply is, I should never do stand up. Not the kind of funny I am. This isn't that funny. Yeah, it's not a right right now to joke. These are my actual thoughts. And before sitting and thinking about them too hard, I just write them out. I just type it and I move forward. That's it. <laughs> that is it. And then we laugh about it later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Next year, two years, five years, I might look at a memory and be like, ha, 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 all over again. <laughs> Happens a lot. Um, but it doesn't <laughs> translate to standing on a stage doing crowd work and building up to a joke. I don't have that. Writing a joke, writing yeah. a set. Like, yes. That's a whole time different is, Timing is, is, is a thing. Like the only time in the timing that I have that I am, I do feel like I'm going to put a, a for myself. I feel like I was one of the first people to start jumping, at least in my, the, the social circle that I have of breaking up my, uh, uh, post to kind of be here's the inch, here's the lead into it, and then bam, there's the kicker. So, separating is that not paragraph, I whatever. Think you, I think you need to be a little more explicit though, because what can does is he gives you some like major uh life advice or what the kids call game, he'll give you that up top, but then he makes uh and and then he'll do a joke at the end. And by joke, I don't mean written joke. I mean, literally like, and by the way, blah, 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 blah. Yes. Something that makes you laugh. That's what I mean by joke. So it, and it's usually not at all connected to the game. (laughs) You, it is completely left. So it leaves you. If you're a person that uses like Facebook reactions, you're unsure what to do. Do I heart this? Do I, do I laugh at it? Because this was a major game in the beginning, but now I'm, I'm laughing at how people eat potatoes. Like yes. that's. Yes. And that, that was a, you know, that's don't my format. That's that the, the length of writing a setup and a punchline. That's, that's the extent. Now we live in a place of social media being, a lot of our entertainment throughout the day. And especially in the last few years of skits becoming a big thing um, or your Instagram comedians who it's, you know, it may not even be a skit, but it's just the way they tell a story or, you know, whatever it may be. And I feel like in the last couple of years, I've seen flyers posted for some of these IG comedians to do or coming to do a stand up somewhere. And I've yet personally to see mm-hmm. any of these. So but in my mind, I'm like, does that translate like are your quick writing something out or saying something or putting a skit together? The same as stand up comedy, does that translate? And I'm curious, I know that in you and I having the conversations that, you know, neither of us have witness that in real time. I'm sure there's some listeners that may have had experience with this, but just right. does it translate for the people who were not necessarily? Cause I guess there's also the element. I'm sure there are some people who were doing stand-up comedy, then started doing your right. Instagram, your, your, your social media jokesters. But I hear about a lot of interviews or hear a lot of interviews from some of these IG social media comedians that say they never did any standard. They just were making skits and doing things on their phone. And that's what blew them up. Yeah. And and then I can't imagine that after you blew up, if you don't know, 
or aren't interested in learning, right? How to write jokes, how to write a set, like a stand-up set. I can't imagine just being like, you know, all these people keep telling me I should do stand-up. I'm just going to go out there. Like, I can't imagine that. And maybe that's because I spent a lot of time watching stand-up comedians and like listening to their interviews. Yeah. Hearing how much that they're like, you know, like, oh yeah, I went out there with what I thought was a fire set. I bombed three times in a row, you know, like this, this Uh and that. Like, so that's, I keep those things in my mind when I'm watching certain stand-up comedians because it's like, you're killing right now. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, I just know there's so much work that goes into it. There, there are different kinds of funny and yes. like, yeah, maybe some of these people were already stand up or aspiring stand ups and then quarantine yeah. hit. And so you're doing your best to make, you know, yeah, the shifts lemonade out of lemons, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Oh. Um, but like, I think of like if haha Davis, like mm-hmm. if I saw a, he's coming here, I would be skeptical only because those skits are real funny. Yeah. But that's not even close to like a like I've seen him in conversation and it wasn't like even conversationally super funny. Right. You know what I mean? So right. it's like there are different kinds of funny. Like we yes. all grew up with someone who was like not necessarily class clown, but like the funny dude in your class or your neighborhood or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just like Mike Epps is that yeah. example yep. for me. Great example. And yeah. Like he's dumb, funny in conversation yeah. and like yeah. the kind of person you never want to roast you. Like you just want to be able to yeah, watch. He don't even got to say anything that hits. <laughs> it's oh, just it's the just way mannerisms. It's mm-hmm. meaner. It's all of the things, but it's like the standup don't hit the same. Cause it's not, you're not writing a set the way Richard Pryor wrote a set. You know what right, I mean? You're not right. writing a set the way that Dave Chappelle is writing a set. And I'm not right. saying you have to do that to be a great set, but Right. Uh, you can tell it's not it's not the same. It's a different craft. And so there are conversationally funny people that uh, I take nothing away from that. But like mm-hmm. stand up isn't the, the way that you would then make your bread and butter. You conversationally yeah. funny can go into a writing room as an actor and make a difference in the script. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like then perform that. But like yes. stand up comedy is. I've seen Mike Evans a couple of times and it's just like, OK, yeah, you do great crowd work and you. Yeah, no, definitely. An hour and a half of the crowd work. Yes. Yes. That's all we, or tell me a couple of stories, but I don't need your setup. Your n- none of it actually happens. Yeah. Or it um, happens, but it's just not funny. Like, <laughs> or it's been the same ones for the last yeah, or, 15 yeah. years. Oh, but that's a great uh, uh, like. um way of conveying that there's a bunch of different funnies. And then what you saying about the writer, even with me responding to some of the people, I've been like, I would write. I feel like I could write it, be in a, a team that's putting together a sitcom and be able to have great one liners and comebacks all the, all and all the, the punches in there. Yeah, yeah, I can roll with that all day. Um, so like, but I would be interested in going to check somebody because I'm curious now. And this has been on my mind to where if one of these people do pop up. Want to just check it out to see if it works or maybe there'll be more video that pops up now that shows and stuff are happening that we'll be able to see you know if some of these people do translate because i'm sure there'll be some surprises in there like oh you made it you made it work but i just in general feel like hmm, hmm. <laughs> i don't know 
You know what I also don't know about? What? Where the hell are these crates? Milk crates <laughs> are coming from. That was the third thing that I thought <laughs> after seeing a few of these videos. For people not familiar, I don't know if it's called the milk crate challenge, but I it's think it's just crate challenge. But yeah. crate challenge, and it's b- crates that start at one crate high, two going up into a pyramid, and I the the challenge is to make it from one side to the mountaintop back down without yeah. falling. Yeah, these these have been dubbed the Hood Olympics. Um, the, Whew. Um, that so may fun. sound very simple because you're like, oh, a square on top of a square. That's walk that's steps, staple. steps. Yeah, let's make nope. Not I a mean, thing. The first thing you have to understand is you're not putting these crates on concrete because if someone if it's too stable, this isn't a challenge. Right. Right. Also, if somebody is on the concrete and for some reason these do get wobbly and you fall. There is no. And understand they're going up a lot of crates high. Like, yeah, this is this is very it's it's not safe on the ground, but it is safer for everyone involved. If they fall to hit the grass instead of not only the crates that are underneath you, but also the concrete that lays beneath it. So but the challenge you're putting crates on on grass, so it's not going to be super stable, even when you get that pyramid looking real Sure. Yes. Uh, And I feel like can my biggest question and I I said this to you yesterday was like after, you know, this has been going for I don't know how many days. It seems like a full week. I don't Mm -hmm. know how long these challenges actually (laughs) last. You know what I mean? But like yesterday was the first day I saw someone actually make it down the other side without falling. So it was the first time that I saw someone complete it. And I saw this in a two parter. It was like my guy (laughs) was going up to the top. He made it to the top and he started, um, uh, you know, maybe uh, rolling his own cigarette. Oh, yes. Yes. At the top of the mountain, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. the Great Mountain. And that was where it ended. the, The part one. Yes. Part two of that was him finishing that rolling of the cigarette and mm-hmm. making it to the end mm-hmm. and getting a light, which was what I like to call community. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was the first person that I saw finish the whole situation. Right. So mm-hmm. it immediately made me think, how did we get this many videos in before seeing someone complete it? Because most challenges you want you, you're seeing a final product first mm-hmm. before you decide if you can or can't be a part of that right like it's like oh okay he did it it looked she did it that, that they did it that makes sense like i feel like i can i don't think anybody had like a i think that's what made it go yeah. i think that's exactly what made it go is people seeing it and being like oh that i i can do that Oh, that what, they couldn't do that. Like what? I think that is what got everyone like it can't be that hard. It's one of those. Out, it can't be that way. hard. Yeah. Little, little quick, quick little neck roll. Little, uh, uh. I'd be, I be hit, hitting Mount Tabor stairs all the time. Then they those are sturdy. So this is the thing. 
even more than uh, the challenge itself. It's the falls for me. Yo, it's the falls. The so rib crushing. Understand when listeners think about crates now stack eight to ten of them high. Think of how high up that is. Now imagine falling. So think of how many that that is all together. If you're 10 at the middle, right. that's 20 just at the peak. And when those tip, you're falling slower than most of those, but there's going to be a lot of those under you. So there's no way to have a clean fall. And you're dead weight at that point. There's no way for you to none. Like there's no landing on your feet when there's watching the body bends. <laughs> The crates that are doubled under that people they're wrapping around as they come down sideways, backwards, forwards. It's and I'm not good. I think we talked about on the episode before, like I hate seeing people crash into stuff or land crazy hard, like uh, the skate videos where, you know, I'll just stop right before it's about to be that moment. Once I realize what's happening, I'll just stop it. I don't need to see where that bruise came from. Yeah. No, I don't. And I know you sent a, a, a link and I was able to see someone's after effects of one of their falls. And for what? You just went out there and did that on a Tuesday. Now you can't do nothing. Bruh. The scrapes, the bruises, the punctures. Bruh. Ribs be breaking. From punches. I mean, <laughs> so I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah. like say it doesn't break, ribs dislocate. And that on its own is like some of the most painful. I, have you ever had a rib dislocate? I have I've I unfortunately had a car accident where I had four ribs Mm-mm. like displaced. Mm-mm-mm. And it it makes it hard to breathe. It's not like you can just live. So imagine if it's hard to breathe, then it's hard to sneeze. It's hard to laugh. It's hard to, you know what I mean? Like all of the things you can't do. Imagine if you have to vomit like there, it's the kind of things that you don't think about because those aren't muscles and uh, nerves that you feel. Yeah. And there's nothing to be done. You have to, they just have to heal. There's literally nothing they can do. Maybe wrap you if they're broken. <laughs> I just that makes uh, me hurt, just the thoughts. Yeah, like. The crate challenge is terrifying because it's the kind of thing that. Caught on, it's like your Tide Pod situation. How did yeah. this happen? You know what I mean? Like we're watching people fail over and over and over. And how is that a. Let me jump on it. Oh, I could do it. And I, I hear you that people are like, oh, I could do that. That's no big deal. But when you're only seeing people just. Get hurt, even if they're pretending like they're not hurt in that moment, you know what I mean? Right. Wait, why the face cam? I just I keep thinking about that fall like that's where in my mind I just keep of of that rib like a rib dislocate any of that 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 bothers me to another level even though I've never experienced that feeling the idea of trying to breathe in and out like I've had where um 
just like running crazy and feeling like my lungs can't expand to the point they need to to get a, a full breath in the way that I need to, let alone this. Right. Like, I, that's the thing. There's just no. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I. Ugh. And yeah, so seeing the seeing the aftermath of one of those where the bruise is so hectic, like if you've seen the movie A League of Their Own, which I understand is a very old reference, but the the bruise on old girl's thigh when from sliding into home or whatever it is was like one of those first uh, not horror movie kind of things where you were like, oh, yeah. It's that on your back, you know, like with a big cut. Like, I, I don't want any of these things. I don't want any of these things. Not at all. I don't want to go to the ER to, because I was on TikTok. Like to have to tell the doctors that. Yo, what would you? Oh, my God. Best they, they got TikTok, too. Okay. Right. Like, would you would you just I fell on a crate? I f- <laughs> That's how they're going to look like. Really? Let me see the video. <laughs> you got the video with you right now. <laughs> What's your at? <laughs> if my doctor ever no! asked me, where oh, is my at? <laughs> I don't want my I don't want my doctor to ask me that. And I don't know that I want a doctor that's uh, famous on TikTok. Like, mm, valid, you know, yeah, like, don't I'm, be a- I'm, here, I'm here for the people that are out here, like giving the, the information and they're like actual doctor here. Yeah. You know, like that's cool. But like yeah. famous on TikTok. I don't know, because now in here doing it. He got hella spins in his chair and lab coat like <laughs> like, wait, what? No, no, because <laughs> I'm no. going to think you're talking about me. Anytime number one, number one, I'm definitely just going to stock the whole situation to see <laughs> talk about my case. Are you talking to now? It's my HIPAA rights. That- <laughs> I am being violated. <laughs> Violating me. Where is uh, Taylor Green when you need her? Somebody better talk about my HIPAA rights. Uh, but really, I think I'm just too insecure. I'd be like, that person is talking about me. Or how come you have more time for this than to do my prescription? <laughs> I got a quick question, though, leading off of the last thing we were just talking about to that. I wonder if there's a way that we can make the crate challenge feel really patriotic so they're like the proud boys will start doing this think on that also listeners <laughs> so then proud boys is out mm-hmm. i know th- i know that we proudly boying <laughs> they proudly proudly out here there, I, we talked about this not too long ago, Kanathan, mm-hmm. but um, they decided that they would, you know, come do the LARP here and they planned to go to Waterfront Park, which is where mm-hmm. they usually go, uh, which is where usually the, they decide to do the terrorizing and the violence. 
And something happened. What? This time. Where? This time. Uh, I don't know if they felt insecure. I don't know if they felt like maybe they were going to be outmatched. They usually are uh, in regards to counter protesters. Um, and I guess, you know what, I should I should pull back a little bit and just say that. I made the case previously on this show that the Proud Boys have a special relationship with the Portland Police Bureau and not just the Proud Boys, Uh-oh. other right wing um, extremist groups. OK, they've got their, you know, sometimes it's a Hannah Montana situation. <laughs> How come the police aren't there? Well, much like seeing the uh, inbred surrection, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. capital riot, as they call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a, a bunch of police weren't there because a bunch of police took the day off to go raid the Capitol. Uh-oh. And so not seeing uniformed police in this way, uh, Eh, you know, Hannah Montana. So the police here, uh, headed by Ted Wheeler, recall Ted Wheeler, uh, our mayor. Mm. They basically said, listen, these guys keep coming here. Things happen. We're not really going to do anything about it. Uh, We'll make sure no one can take the day off. We'll have the people on the ready, but we're not getting involved. You, what you won't see is the police in the middle of any of that melee. Oh. Which to me, as a person who, uh, an innocent observer here, mm-hmm. <laughs> is wondering why anybody would be okay with hearing the police say, what I won't do is my job on this day. I'm supposed to protect the community. That is what you, the community, pay me for. And you know what? Not going to do it. Too busy. Too tired of it. I mean, I don't even really know what the excuse or what, what, what we were ever going to. They just not doing a job and said it to us in a press conference or not press conference, but on the news as if we were all supposed to be fine with that. <laughs> Well, they've been defunded, so they're oh. not getting paid, right? Dang, where did they get budget cuts? Ain't defunding. I'm gonna tell you that right now. <gasps> also, when you take the money away and don't put it to the thing you're supposed to put it to, <gasps> and then the police are in charge of the thing you're supposed to put it to. <laughs> where are my pearls? Be clutch. <laughs> clutch. You better clutch. <laughs> We forgot to take a shot, but uh, I'm going to keep it going for now. So the police tell us we ain't going to do shit about shit about shit, period. Not going to do it. Not going to be in the middle of this. Y'all have at it, which I wonder what they thought would happen. Uh Uh, Especially when we've done this dance, which I want everybody listening to this to understand. It's very purposeful that anybody has a question on who or what Antifa is like that's fully on purpose for you to be like, I'm unsure who the bad guy is in this situation. 
Antifa stands for anti-fascist. Every single freedom loving American is supposed to be an anti-fascist. What is fascist? What is fascism? You know, if I were going to give you the like definition, it's a form of far right authoritarianism characterized by dictatorial power. What it is to me is someone who says. You must live the way that I tell you to. Mm -hmm. These are the rules in which we will engage. And that's that like dictatorship dictatorship. No, like this whole country experiment of America is supposed Mm -hmm. to be getting away from anybody telling you as an individual what you can and cannot do with your rights, your body, your property, brother. But there's a whole lot of fash hanging out in this country. And a whole lot of I love it. The idea that uh, I mean, it's just it's a it's an oxymoron. It's an oxymoron to tell me that you're a proud American patriot who is also doing the fascism. Uh, So. There is no question for me what an anti-fascist stands for. Are there. Are there ways in which, um, you know, like maybe an anarchist jumps into the the fray and breaks some windows and sets something on fire? That makes you feel uncomfortable, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but what makes me most uncomfortable is that I don't get to just like live without being terrorized by the people that are supposed to be fellow citizens. So these dudes decided that they would um, do another, you know, hang out a meetup IRL and uh, do it in. So the plan was to go to the waterfront. Yes. I don't know where they got word, but they got word. Probably don't go to the waterfront. Yeah. So they changed their whole situation and their flyer because they do that was like this very 60s, 70s uh, themed summer of love, free free love movement, free love movement, (laughs) summer of love, just some proud patriots out here just trying to make sure that we're all good (laughs) together. We're united. With the with the little peace signs that, uh, you know, the overdrawn peace signs that have like an American flag in it. Uh huh. Well, they decided that they would be able to occupy the uh, Wall Street, the abandoned Kmart on 122nd and Sandy in Northeast Portland, (laughs) which if you're unfamiliar with the area, uh, can can give you a full rundown. I'm just going to tell you that there's about four things. Mm -hmm. Train tracks. (laughs) Definitely a train track and a little cemetery right across the street. Yep. A cemetery. Yep. And when I say little, I mean little. Maybe holds 14 graves. Keep going. <laughs> the Kmart, which is closed and has been closed for quite some time and become yep. a parking lot pimping area, you know, just like which I was thinking today, amount the amount of people that didn't watch the news 
and came for their drug drop <laughs> to come to come pick up a little sack. <laughs> we're like, what's going on here? Uh, this is not. And the there's party. a Wendy <laughs> or something. You know yeah, it was a Wendy's. Yep. <laughs> that four for four be going up right there. No. Mm-hmm. And high school. Now, to be clear, y'all ain't got no business out there by a high school, in my opinion. But here we are. So they go there, they they do they do the big LARP. Um, and one of my favorite <laughs> things that I got to see on Twitter was um, always my favorite to see a black man in a Trump sweatshirt and a black man at a Proud Boy rally being like, yeah, brother, I'm a free thinker. Always my yeah. favorite. Absolutely my favorite. Um, they accidentally set off their own smoke bomb. As they were talking to each other because no one else was there. Mm-hmm. That. And then they blamed it on Antifa and was like, I hate Antifa. And then they started doing the fuck Antifa, fuck Antifa. In the photos, this is the thing. The photo that I saw where the smoke was coming from. If you let an Antifa that member get that close to the air quote stage yeah. <laughs> what <sunk> your battleship <laughs> yeah <laughs> y'all deserve it and should have been like yeah maybe this isn't oh, we're not as we should have seen that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> <sighs> absolute and total mess like these it's they put a a banner up that said something to the effect of like free our political prisoners yeah who show light go on who who are your people that yeah are- there wasn't a name say their name like what like no because there's no nobody's locked up on false pretenses right not a, yeah it's there's no only people that uh have gotten jail sentences from the proud boys that we know of for real for real are uh, uh, two dudes that got in there was a brawl in New York years ago and the brawl was such a dumb thing it was literally they attacked people so it wasn't just a brawl it was they went out mm-hmm. and were like let's fight <laughs> and they went and just fought people on the street and oh it was pointing them out soccer mount kind of but they were in New York and they were also with the person who created the Proud Boys and that dude was like oh wait I actually like to make money. I don't think I'm going to do this anymore because I don't want to go to jail. So their proud leader of their proud boys was like, and I'm out. And Gavin McGinnis jumped ship. That's his name. Okay, that's okay. I was sitting here trying to yep, (laughs) Google it up. He jumped ship at that point. And there were two people that went to to jail that got like a, a two, three year sentence from that. Um. Because there's video of them absolutely just abusing people for no reason. You know, was it considered um, hate crime? I don't think they got a hate crime attached to it. I don't think He's they did. a Canadian writer. That's interesting. Well, that's one of my favorite parts about Gavin McGinnis is that he wants to talk to you about how Americans do American things. And he's from Canada. <laughs> wow. And he's done a great job uh, recruiting a bunch of uh, angry white Americans and not just white, but mostly white, uh, but getting angry men 
Um, he was a part. I don't know if you're familiar with um, kind of that alt right rabbit hole. And so there's the alt right. And then there's those, also this portion called men's rights activists. And that's where a bunch of incels end up. And so oh, the men's rights, he Gavin was coming from that angle of we don't get to be chauvinists anymore. Like we don't get to just like the women are supposed to be cooking our meals and barefoot and pregnant. And now they want to be out here talking shit and working. You need okay. to be doing whatever the fuck I say, because I'm the man and I go out, I provide, I be man. Up. I, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, Gavin comes from that world. He also, you know, co-founded vice, but, uh, he hasn't been a part of that in many, many, many years. Okay. Uh, because he was too problematic back then. And that was before he started uh, doing all of the majorly overtly sexist, racist shit, homophobic, too. He's awfully like he does a lot of weird, a lot of weird stuff. And with those first two, I rarely feel like that third <laughs> isn't far behind. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's right. It's right there. <laughs> OK. Definitely. So, yeah, Gavin is a whole lot. And I'm sorry, I, I took us way off track. Let me get back to the Proud Boys in Portland on August 22nd, 2021. From all uh, of the accounts that I watched on Twitter um, and Instagram, they never got provoked. So they were like, let's go find some stuff to do. Mm. Um, a few like black block um, Antifa people showed up. And the only thing that I saw of that was them walking past the Proud Boys and the Proud Boys th like following them, look yeah. like hunting down the violence, looking to do the, the terrorism. So the person I saw like. Was billy clubbing some dude's legs, like just trying to get him to fall down. Dude falls down. He hops back up. He starts walking. He's just trying to get away from them. And another dude hits him again. And then they hold him and they're beating him and he gets away. And. This is that's I, I mean, I don't know what else to this isn't like sanctioned, right? Like you're not. <laughs> this isn't a, a, a match of any sort. So when the police tell you, I'm not going to come, I know this is dangerous, but I'm not going to come. What are y'all good for? So, as you said, there's definitely, um, I guess, even the Batman like vibe going on. Uh, Batman, not nah, don't know. I'm <laughs> don't sorry for disrespecting Batman in this matter. Mm. Sorry, Am. I almost never again. Uh, yeah, never again. Cut my tongue if I ever utter words <laughs> <laughs> such as those. Um, it's it will never not um, give me frustrated in the way that groups like this can operate and it's never um painted as threatening it's never painted as um terrorism it's it's like the all violence. the <laughs> violence 
it's it's from the media to your uh commenters on the interwebs mm-hmm. but when any opposing group the first words <laughs> that are thrown out there violent is it violent and it just we see it time and time again and i mean we know it so it's not it's not a surprise but it's still like just once it's it's still it never stops being frustrating it never stops being like wait Yo, were y'all there? You're telling me you're on the ground, sir. You're telling me that you're frontline news and you you're first live and local. And you're confused. You didn't know who was who. You don't know who's who stands for what? I, All of a sudden, you, you don't know what it means to be a proud boy. Because. We've seen this again too many times. Like there's video, there's actual footage. This isn't um, third hand <laughs> information. Right. This isn't through the grapevine. These Watching are it in like real time. And it just seems that there is never the uproar. Like I just want to see one time. Um, let's say your all eyes matter crowd get furious when this is happening, I just so cool. Yeah, just once. If it what like it's it's to me for me personally, that would be like when we watch a video of a white person like doing the Dougie hella wet, and <laughs> we'd be like, oh yeah, he's oh, in there. He cool. Here. He good. He good. <laughs> like in that moment, like the world is at peace. Like I just want to see the uh, that that side that usually when it's again an opposing group acting in any type of way that they are not in agreement with not peacefully the way that they get to going crazy. I just want to see that happen on the flip side because it's causing a disturbance. And that's usually the stance is like, you can do it, but don't do it that way. But it never is said on the flip. And that's like, help, help, help. Do which one is it? Like just say well, what it any, actually is. That's the thing, Can. If anybody is telling you, I think that you have the right to protest, but not like this. If they say that about a Black Lives Matter rally, which isn't um, a riot, you know, which is what they all call them at the end of it. Mm-hmm. If they say that during that, that's um, legitimately just that dog whistle of like. Not for this. You can't do that for this cause. Y'all need to shut up. Don't you get to get jobs now? Oh. Mm. What's your problem? You're ungrateful. (laughs) Ungrateful heathens. Yeah, I mean, when when you can't kneel as an athlete and they say not like this, well, then like what? I couldn't put a fist up 40 years ago either. So which one is it? None of it. It's silent. It's quiet. Y'all was not cool with black people sitting at uh, them lunch counters. Couldn't do it like that either. Right. Whoop. So you save it. Save it. You are literally self-reporting your racism when you're like, but not like this. Not my streets. Not in my backyard. You're self-reporting. I just want to see. I did like and I stay out of comments 
yeah sections because for what and i've yet to i just i want to see the equal outrage i want to see all the words typed what it is a proud boy group when it is a patriot praying hands <laughs> like legitimately like one time like i would probably this- like it even if i didn't agree with the person i would probably click the like i might you even know. i might even hug it with the, the little hug reaction oh, the care yeah yeah, care. yeah 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 this is the thing though can if if we were gonna get one it might be because of this this particular you know larp v2 uh, uh, you know because <laughs> these dudes were just shooting people's cars driving by we're being indiscriminate now, right? Like this isn't there. What are the rules of engagement? I feel like, I think, you know, if I'm in a unicorn blow up doll outfit, holding a sign, I'm probably not a person to hit because I'm in a unicorn blow up doll outfit, holding a sign. Uh, if I'm just driving down Sandy, <laughs> <laughs> My posse's on Sandy. If I got lost and I'm like, wait, so Costco is which way? And <laughs> <laughs> I happen upon your in the wrong hood, is he? <laughs> <laughs> but I happen upon this thing that's like, whoa, what's this? There's all this smoke. There's all this. And now I'm getting dumped on by paintball players. Uh, and understand too, as a, a reformed paintball shooter at maybe people's homes, maybe people's as a teenager unverified it was claimed yeah them joints be doing some things damage is the word damage, yes (laughs) yes, that's not a bodies to buildings to cars, damage yeah. yeah I would and, and even the sound of them going off, like I think about oh. um, moments of if somebody started, if I was in my car, my windows down and I just started hearing a paintball gun going off, I would think somebody was shooting at me and I would return fire. And the crazy thing is that in a situation like that, someone would end up shot and then it would be. Who's Why to- would you do that? It was just the pain. it was it was you were shooting it. Yes. At cars oh, driving by. Right. I'm not I mean, a part of this. I went to Wendy's. I got some nuggets. I got a frosty and I came out of the drive through. Now I'm getting literally dumped on. And it's not like this is like, imagine getting your car shot with a paint. Like, what if that hits the windshield? What if now you can't see? You know what in I mean? In general, like F all that. If you if a paint splash hit my joint, I'm throwing my car in park immediately and I, I'm walking through the crowd of again. My maturity level has not reached the point of we got a problem here. I'm going to check it when I get to the house. Nah, player, we got to see about this right this second. And that's but again, it would be turned into aggressive black oh, man hopped out his car, put it in park stirred up the ruckus got the ruckus started right nothing happened until it was just paint 
harmless paintball hits black man's car. That's it. That's all. Like, I I need everybody to understand just how much they're doing this, uh, not just like on purpose, because obviously, but this is recruitment. This is yes, this is videos to show they're going to edit their situations and then show put videos up on their social media and their stuff and be like, this is what we do on the weekends. We working on the weekend like usual. Come be a part of it. And understand that the rabbit holes to get here are not that far. (laughs) They're not that far, depending on, you know, what kind of parenting a person got, what kind of life a person had. It's not that it's not that big of a leap. For younger. Angry men to be like. You know what? This seems like the place for me. And the reason I say angry is because you can't be. You can't be mentally balanced and be like, this is where I'm supposed to be. You can't see this and go, yeah, that seems actually like a a cause to fight for. Because they can't even tell you what they fighting for. And that because they're not fighting, right? Right. (laughs) That's the. They're I mean, fighting. legitimately, Gavin McGinnis made it very clear. We are a group that w- we're the bare knuckle brawlers out here. We're the dudes that show up and we're here to fuck shit up. Like that was his premise. I kind of. Right. OK. You know. <laughs> <laughs> But what ends up happening is because these they they became like security. And I do that in all the big air quotes. Yep. They became security for people that are actually policymakers and people that are actually like uh, too close to it. Roger Stone. Oh, shit. Hold on. Hold on. You just you just drop some heat right now. Like I, I, I hope the people listening. I, I got more really too. <laughs> are capturing what just got said because that shit. So when you all of a sudden are security for Roger Stone, who is a propagandist and political, I don't know trickster. Like I don't know what the right word like. He legit is just a manipulator and he will tell you that to his fucking to your face. He will be like, all I do is manipulate a situation. When you are the security for somebody like Roger Stone, who is also connected to at the, you know, previously the president of the United States. And Donald Trump was not his first president he was connected to. That's not his first political affiliation in any stretch. This is how he has spent his life. And he will continue to spend his life doing this until he can't anymore. Anyway, Roger Stone is able to tell them, you know what you should do? You need to be a House representative in your state. You need to get on the school board. In your children's district. And that's what they did. They ran for fucking elected positions. They have yet to win. 
But I need you to understand that Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert, those people weren't supposed to ever be able to run for anything. And they won. So it's not that far off to think about any of these people when you have already a Matt Gates or a Jim Jordan in office. It's not that far off to think about tiny, maybe getting a spot. And that's so, the larger picture, right? Sorry, go ahead. I just because it's in these moments and just I, like when we get into this bag and 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 this is the moments that I, I sit back and I enjoy Morgan mode. <laughs> Ooh, that's oh, that's kind of easy. <laughs> you got a ring. But, but when you get in mode because you're dropping information that can actually be looked into, you drop names situations that can actually be verified this isn't just opinion pieces <laughs> this is stuff that can be checked into um credible information because this is actually what you do is look into this stuff read up connect dots and then bring this information to this platform and share it with people and so it's these light bulb and uh uh what is the synapses firing so <laughs> in the brains that's connecting us. And it's just, it, it helps because these are moments um, that you be talking and I'm able to Google <laughs> and see the things. And it's really like shit, like shit gets deep, but the way that it's put into your major ma media outlets. And when you're skimming through a couple of headlines, yeah, it's like, Oh, as you said, the confusion that kicks in, why everybody's confused at what a who is the enemy, the anti fascist. What? What does it mean? Yeah. The fact that the mainstream media hasn't really explained, like the so Gavis, uh, Gavin McGinnis leaves, right? And th this dude, Enrique Terrio, which is another reason why people get confused. Enrique is Cuban. So because he's not white, it's like, OK, so these aren't white supremacists, so it can't really be that big of a deal. And the reason why people think that is because we've done such a great job in this country of being like, if you don't have a KKK hood on <laughs> in the moment of doing the racism, it's not racist. Or your name isn't Clayton Bigsby. Or your name. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be the racism, right? As if we don't understand, and by that, I, I, I realize like as a whole, we don't understand, but as if we don't have access to the information that explains why there's a bunch of Cubans that think they're white. Why there's a bunch of a bunch of Cuban people that vote incredibly conservatively. As if we don't understand that immigrants as a whole vote conservatively. Conservatives will get on TV and tell you the reason that Democrats want uh, flood, you know, to open borders or whatever it is that they say is that those immigrants will then vote for them. We don't even have that data to bear out because tons and tons of immigrants come here with the idea that assimilation is the way to go, baby. I'm trying to live you know? the American dream. And that American dream looks a lot like these suburbs with these white people. I'm going to vote that way. Hmm. A lot of it is religious, right? Like they're they're religious. People typically click up with the biggest gangs. 
like thank you for putting this into the work thank you yeah so they'll hit you with the shit that don't even make any sense and act like it's real to them like it's a worry for them when in reality you get more cubans you get more enriques not all cubans (laughs) being clear (laughs) not all but here we are (laughs) let me get back to enrique real fast enrique uh tario was the leader. I don't know what his position is right now because he's also an FBI informant. (laughs) Oh. And he's an FBI informant because he's had to save himself in multiple situations, right? And so it's super funny to me that so many, so many of these right-wing extremists And I don't even know if it's that extreme. I feel like this is a whole lot closer to normal for them. Right. But like. So many be breaking the law a lot. And I mean, all the laws, I mean, every part of the law. I mean, we're going to do some trafficking, throw a little so and so in there, throw a little this, throw a little like we're not just hitting one. We're not trying to get great at the one we we hitting them all. And and. And I know why, because it's um, insanely hard to make money for a lot of people. Right? Like, you just go get a job is what they tell you. Live that American dream. But somehow it just isn't as simple as that. So some crimes get committed. Look, look, little crime, little, little crime. Little. A little straightening. <laughs> Trying to get these pockets a little straight. <laughs> I'm on E. Ooh, you know, double entendre, little- baby. <laughs> <laughs> so this dude has told a lot. This dude has informed this dude. This is not again. This is not me making this up. This is documented. So when the when the mainstream is out here, like never heard of this guy before don't know anything about but somehow you can keep telling me that George Floyd did heroin once or you know what I mean like he's high on a Percocet that like I just sorry not, not to go on a tangent but that it's it, the, the way that people have so much data on the opposition oh, in the, their mind what is the opposition got to like two times too much information that's locked in for their stance, but somehow are never able to um, To know or be aware of whatever they're trying to stand for. Never heard when somebody presents that information. It's uh, that's a lie. That's fake news. That's propaganda. That's all of the things, except these are the facts of the thing. I'm legit just a facts on facts on facts. Right. So you there's nothing you can tell me about uh, someone I voted for that. I'm going to be like, I don't believe that. If I don't have any reason. Because <laughs> that's what they do. Like, what do you mean? In this moment, you're watching a terrorist group like they believe in the Taliban. They they. We're watching the right wing right now tell you why the Taliban makes a lot of sense. These are the same people that blue or, or yellow ribbons you to death to support the troops. 
These are the same people that were like, I'm an army wife and my meal should be free. My husband's fighting for this country right now. Those are the same people that are like the Taliban got a point. (laughs) Make it make fucking sense because you don't get to go to a 21 year old, 21 year war and then be like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) Maybe these people had some. There was on to some. So uh, I'm I'm only pointing that out for the the cognitive cognitive dissonance that we do right that that we're able to just be like all lives matter except for <laughs> and then the scroll that like hits the ground and keeps rolling Marvel <laughs> credits is just like 15 minutes another scene Iron from Man. the next <laughs> in the next iteration of this like <laughs> what what are we talking about everyone. Like, understand that they come here. This is recruitment. This is absolutely for them to be able to take it back later to, you know, a new group of dudes. In some uh, public storage, uh, you know. Garage that they got where that's the meetup, the The bat cave. Yes, the cave of bats. (laughs) that's what this is for to get more people aligned with the idea which is reminiscent of the 90s when um your nazis were out here yeah doing the things all a lot of flyers going out very reminiscent very reminiscent Mm mm-hmm It's it's the kind of thing that living here, knowing how dangerous this is and gets um, and watching. Watching people cling to. The police and what their promise is. Of. Protecting and serving community. People, people. Police, um, cops, peace officers, they're people. Indeed. They're humans. There's, there's, Robert Greene has a great book called Human Nature. <laughs> and it's the, the underlyings of forget your title, <laughs> forget your religion, <laughs> forget all of the things that you identify with as if you that you think that you identifying with now puts you at some status as if you're above human nature. So mm-hmm. with that being said, this understanding that should be across the board that you can be this and <laughs> so you can be right. a police officer, officer of the law, peace officer, uh, cop, beat cop desk cop and still align (laughs) with exactly what's being presented. The amount of people who for $1,000 would do something that makes no sense (laughs) 
People now, doing the crate challenge for free for the free 19. <laughs> but these people have like I have a I have a partner. That is an officer of the law. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about him. Um, black man. No cop. Nothing about him says cop outside of his uniform. <laughs> I'll say that. Right. Nothing. They're not even an inkling, not the walk, not the talk. None of the things, nothing about his energy and also his stance in policing is (laughs) this is a check. This is a check. What are (laughs) all that? Like what? Yeah, I ain't got. (laughs) So again, okay. This is this. I'm saying that to say there's many people that think because you get you become an officer of the law that now you are at this um, you live at a standard (laughs) (laughs) of not succumbing to the ways of human. It's there. And so to have friends like these people have friends, they have cousins, family, and then ideologies that they thought, and agreed with and followed before becoming officers of the law. And that didn't change. Yes, you have many of people who do get into law enforcement. And uh, I guess with this um, idea that they're going to actually change things and make things happen. But if we've seen time and time again, um, you can just do do yourself a quick Google and watch, you know, whatever you want to watch that will have uh, someone talking about their experience of coming into this job. With this, I'm going to change the world Mm. to quickly learn that, oh, what I thought this was versus what this actually is. Mm. mm, Couldn't be further (laughs) different from a match. (laughs) And that's. I I just it. The way that people are not able to comprehend, but it goes back to a conversation we had months and months and months ago about the idea that we're brought up with about police, paramedics, Mm. firefighters as children, because it's always been painted as the good guys. Right. So that's indoctrinated within us. And now at this point, trying to understand something different or take that they're not always the good guy is damn near impossible. Right. To pull away that idea and see it for what it actually is. And then going into that whole one bad apple, a bad apple, like Mm. let's 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 Mm. let's be realistic about this. Right. Because if we want to we want to put it together like a a street gang. Let's say there's 100 street gang members. 100 of them are not shooters. Right. You may have, let's say, on a generous note, let's say 20. We'll give a generous 20 of them are shooters. No one's going to (laughs) say it's only 20. It's a couple of bad apples in this gang. No, the gang is our menaces. They're terrorizing. That's what's going to be given. Right. But it's not the majority. So how is that true? If it's not the majority who are doing that. There's probably 50 of them. Who it is, the camaraderie. Right. And we're 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 more around this because this is the family. Right. This is my brother in arms. Double entendre. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but we don't we're not going to lend that <laughs> that way in that thinking. But this is how things work, no matter where you're at. Exactly. This works at McDonald's there. I mean, there's yeah. <laughs> this. No, real life. Like, think about it. When you've been at work, I'm not to you yeah. listeners. Like, think about this. When you're at work, do they call you family? Do they call you a team? Team, family, family. Uh, what is it? Uh, not a family dynamic. Uh, ah, there's a family something that they say in job postings and stuff. Uh, I it comes I mean, to me. Dynamic might be it, but it. I mean, at some point they're trying to make you they're saying gang without saying gang. Right. That I mean, that is. That's a part of all of it. It's it doesn't matter, you know, like it's different for, you know. um, Certainly different in the way of law enforcement or military, Mm -hmm. uh, and that's because there's a. A culture being created behind that. Yes. Um, so it is different than, you know, your Fred Meyer experience. But my point is, when I worked at Nike, we were team members or team, you know, like we were. And then it was all every every morning meeting was definitely on some family stuff yep. as if, you know. We are we're in this one together, friends. We're fighting the good fight together. I didn't mean to call Nike out. That's literally been my Ooh. experience everywhere I work. Like, everywhere I work cast. has legit been this, you know, because it's it's, it's a part of psychology of just being like we're together. This is our second home. Yeah. This is this is what we do. These are the people we do it with. I'm going to back you up when it's time. So, you know, you've definitely backed up a coworker who was wrong at some point in your life. And put that on the scale of police, put that on the scale of lawyers, put that on the scale of judges, you know, put that in the scale of your friend group. Mm-hmm. Like just on a basic of the people that you rock with on a daily. Like, let's go back to our teen years when we had a group of friends. Uh, a, a lot of us, many of us had a group of friends, no matter if it was 10 or it was five or it was three. We had a group of friends. And for the most part, we would stick up for our friends and do the things that were necessary to hold our friends down. Yes. People bad mouth our friends. We didn't let it fly. We did our best to make sure to protect their name. Yes. So it's no different than that. These are just much larger groups. And when you have a much larger group, yeah, you're going to have some people that maybe will stand up every so often and be like, yeah, you're you're tripping. Right. That's not the majority. <laughs> that's that's not usually that person gets shunned out of the group if it's someone that's constantly on it and everybody isn't necessarily uh, ready to jump on that same wave. You didn't mean for this to be a segue, but I'm taking it. Yes, because that is the absolute personification <laughs> of or or we, we have the personification of that example. So moving on to the R. Kelly trial. (laughs) I know it seems weird, but hear me out. His uh, a former manager or not real manager, but uh, assistant, you know, like closely working closely with him for many, many years. 
um, or I'm sorry, tour manager. So tour manager. He, he was his yep. tour manager. He was called to testify in Robert Kelly's trial, and he was like, no. I plead the fifth. I'm not doing none of that. Uh, pass. And I want you to understand, in order for R. Kelly to be where he is, to have done what he's done, what can just described as your group of friends, and there may be being a couple that stand out and say, yeah, 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 you're tripping. Yep. <laughs> Far and few between, because this particular dude said, while, uh, while Aaliyah is, while R. Kelly is helping produce and write music for Aaliyah, he says, at first, the time they spent together seemed like it was about music. And then at some point it changed. Right. Mm-hmm. And and he asked him, he asked R. Kelly, uh, yo, is you messing with Aaliyah? <laughs> and he said, no, not at all. How dare you? Zero zilch nada. And dude was like, oh, OK, I guess that's I did my part. And then Aaliyah, I don't mean to go into the details of this, but like Aaliyah supposedly get, Aaliyah gets pregnant. Aaliyah's 15, gets pregnant by R. Kelly. R. Kelly is like, yo, to this manager, book me, book us some flights, round trip. We got Aaliyah, Aaliyah in trouble. Dude does it. Understands at some point on the flight, like R. Kelly's crying the whole time, he says, and finally tells him, Aaliyah thinks she's pregnant. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which if I'm mm-hmm. tour manager, I'm like, well, what this got to do with us? Because what you told me was. <laughs> Why are we flying anywhere? Don't you just write the music? <laughs> but dude says uh, it was, you know, at that moment, rut row. and he had something to say and he said you know like well you know whatever it is that he said Robert Kelly was like whose side are you on oh 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 shit (laughs) and immediately started like I can do doubt so dude is like well I'm about to lose my position right like I'm I'm in a I'm in a spot and I don't want to lose my spot. So what he does in that moment is says. Hey, I know uh, somebody I know a way to get a fake ID for her. We can get a fake ID for her so you can get married. And he did that in order to still have proximity to a star. No fucking wonder he didn't want to testify. No fucking wonder he wanted to plead the fifth. Because in real life, you're incriminating the fuck out of yourself, right? You're in a position right now that you know this grown-ass man is fucking a child and got that child pregnant. And what you did in order to keep your proximity to power 
was to bribe somebody with five hundred dollars to make you a fucking fake ID. Five hundred. The fucking nineties were wild. <laughs> like, like I just you imagine I wish I was on scammy stuff. <laughs> like just so knowing like I, I have right now. This is what I'm saying. Knowing at that time I talked about on here before of doctoring up my birth certificate and giving a copy and getting an ID to say I was a bit older. I didn't even realize the the range that I actually had with that working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They did that to get a marriage license. 15 and 27. Robert, I'm going to call him R. Kelly, just Robert. 27 at the time. 27. 27. What's all about to even talk about? This is my thing. As a 36-year-old man, the, the prospect at this point in my life of you're 28, you're 29, Oh, you a fresh 30? Oh, you was born in the 90s. Oh. What's crazy is like the 90s babies are it right right now. And so I see yeah. a lot of like, you know, 1991 chains and like 94. And it's like, oh, this. Damn. Yeah. OK. Yeah. OK. And, and yeah. y'all the olds of your shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like y'all the... <laughs> Is yikes. Yeah. But so, with that, it's just more that, than, like, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just say, like that, that idea. And, and I mean, and again, we've talked about like, even the idea of like 18, like that's so confusing for me in my mind, because 17 is no different than 18. Like that day difference still doesn't register in my mind. Anything teen. I've said this multiple times on my platforms. Anything teen doesn't make sense. Like not even close. No. And what are you talking? And I guess clearly it wasn't much talking meeting. Well, and so to make it even worse, what I've learned within uh, this trial and I haven't I got to I haven't been super tapped in, but I definitely read four articles today and yeah, today. Uh, they were she was 12 when they started uh, when they met. And I feel like I that's I'm today years old because, of course. Artists are there's more to it than once they become something right, like, of course. But the stories have always been like R. Kelly flew to Detroit because Barry Hankinson, her uncle, was like, come check out my niece. Come check out my niece. And for some reason, it was never like there was this lapse in time, like large lapse in time, right? It was like that happened. He started working on one in a million. They went into the studio. They give us a, or I'm sorry, AJ, nothing but a number, not one in a million. Yeah. Her first album. But this information from multiple, uh, you know, um, witnesses um, 
their accounts are like she was 12, 13, 14, gets pregnant at 15. Which ain't far off from the other things we've heard, right? And the other accounts we've heard and how people uh, end up aging out of his situation and become something else to him. Right quick, it says boys and girls. There were boys involved too? Uh, So that is, uh, yes, but I haven't read uh, the accounts of what has happened yet. Okay. In there. Um, But yeah, that that threw me as well because I was like, oh, that's brand new chatter. Um, or brand new to me. I mean, I'm not trying to discount anybody that's been trying to put their thing out there. I just mean new to me. Um, what we've had from the, the witnesses so far reluctant and those that are not reluctant is basically one, the, the first, uh, witness that, that was also is also an accuser was like, uh, old boy gave me herpes and he knows he got it and he just be giving it to people. And they now have a doctor who was like, yeah, he's had herpes knowingly since 2007. So if he's not doing any of these precautions. Like there's this is this is dastardly. This isn't. Like, I can't imagine anybody who hears R. Kelly was having sex with teenagers who then is like, yes, I still believe I can fly. But then once you hear the other stuff that he, that Aaliyah was pregnant and he was like, we're going to have to go, go, go take care of this. We got to get married so that she cannot testify against me. <laughs> My man can when the, when the, uh, when the witness, his tour manager was like, yeah, he's, you know, wanted to, they needed to get married. And the prosecutor's like, well, what was he, what was the worry? What was he scared of? And he was like, shit, jail, I guess. <laughs> like, that's a direct quote, shit, jail, I guess. So, uh, so imagine uh, how many people had to be like blind eye. I don't see it. Are people getting, um, what is it called? Immunity? Yes. Okay. So this particular person was like, I'm pleading the fifth. Period. I'm not going. I'm not going to testify because I'm going to incriminate myself. I can't do that. <laughs> so prosecutors then give him a deal of immunity. You, you, but you have to do it. And then he gets on the stand, tells the judge he's uncomfortable being there, doesn't want to be there. This, this, and that. And the judge is like, "Listen, you can end up uh, with some being in a different situation. Like you can, you can end up with charges." If you don't participate. And after deliberating with his lawyer, <laughs> he was like, Ard. But he continued to make it clear. I don't want to talk about this. And he was using it in a way like I don't feel good talking about Aaliyah without her parents here. Right. I don't feel good about talking about Aaliyah in this context. But you didn't do shit, but help it continue to happen. Right. So I don't want to hear about what you're uncomfortable with. 
I literally don't give a fuck what you're comfortable with. Right. Look what you were comfortable with in order for you to have a fucking job and get to be on a plane. You was real okay with it. Because that was before Instagram. Questions that, fam, this is before it all. Nobody knew you was doing any of that. You did that for your immediate yep. Chicago bubble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Imagine what that person would have done had they had an Instagram follower. <sighs> Bruh. Imagine what you would do. Not you. This person. That man. Yeah. That man. <laughs> <laughs> No, but real life, like you, you have now you're you're this is the conspiracy of racketeering, right? Like this mm. is what it is when you create a criminal enterprise to be able to do the shit that you want to do. And now all these people are committing crimes for you and they are covering up crimes for you. That's what it is. We laying it out. And there are still people today telling you that they cannot wait to listen to It Seems Like You Ready. And listen to that song one more motherfucking time and know Mm. that you're talking to a 13, 12, 14-year-old child. He wrote that about a child. And you want to go do grown stuff. I'm I'm (laughs) I'm doing grown business shit. Yeah, cute. I'm not, I'm laughing solely at your mimic, <laughs> it, not the content. Ah, uh, yeah. Like there's nothing to talk about. These I, I I'm it is too mute on the timeline. There are too many people that were too loud telling us how we needed to separate the artist from their actions, separate the music. Too many who ain't saying a motherfucking thing about, oh, Aaliyah was pregnant. (laughs) Your tour manager paid five hundo to the welfare lady for a fake ID. And then you went to FedEx Kinko's or not FedEx Kinko's because that wasn't there in the 90s. You went to a shipping place. And paid somebody off to make a work ID as backup for this fraudulent 18 year old so that you could go to the courthouse and be like, just in cases <laughs> she'd be working too. She, she also on payroll. She on payroll. <laughs> At Kinko's. <laughs> <sighs> I want to know. I wish. I wonder if back then they were tracking like, you know how now people have to log in onto the cash register with their their employee thing. Oh, yeah. I wonder if like that person, like going back through, they should be able to find the trails of these people. They absolutely should. Who they are doing these things. Be able to find that. Absolutely. I mean, and I'm not saying you got to. um arrest everybody that that did the dumb shit there who got bribed i'm just saying yeah, just want to know like, you don't want to know you don't want to know how it happened 
But listeners, I encourage you. I'm sorry. I went like a full dumb hour of screaming into your ears and, and apologies. <laughs> but like, I just want you to Google R. Kelly trial. And read the headlines, but read them out loud, even if you're by yourself, because the shit is dumb wild. Please it will Google because what did I do? Hold on. Oops. I think I, that is what I put in was R. Kelly trial headlines. <laughs> and the pictures. So you can hit on the top stories, view all. <laughs> and uh, let's see. R. Kelly's ex tour manager testifies he bribed a government worker so Singer could marry then underage Aaliyah. So why don't you just say marry ch- the child? Right. And then R. Kelly's, R. Kelly's bride. There we go. Testifies. He said R. Kelly's former assistant testifies. It was almost like a Twilight Zone. First witness in R. Kelly's sex trafficking trial alleges he gave her herpes as a teen. Mm. The man who broke the R. Kelly story twice on whether this time would be different. R. Kelly trial accuser claims Singer made her dress as a, and then they did the continuation and a Girl Scout. Oh, not weird. Not weird at all. How R. Kelly preyed on and controlled an underage Aaliyah. So again, these topics are there. One more, which is one of my favorites. Rob's rules. Witnesses testify about how R. Kelly controlled those in his orbit. Controlled in the orbit. He calls the shots. He calls the shots. This case is about a predator. He's the mob boss, friends. That's that's the that's the point. Man, that's nuts. Yeah, so people will do a lot of weird things for a lot of weird reasons. (laughs) And proximity to power, proximity to stardom, proximity to wealth will put a lot of people in some strange positions and they will make decisions on their own, you know? Uh, But real life, this is it playing out. We're getting to see what it looks like for the people when you're like, how did Jeffrey Epstein get away with it? Well, he was a billionaire. <laughs> There's GoFundMes for R. Kelly right now. There don't need to be, but there are, right? He was a billionaire. I don't. It's a whole different vibe. <laughs> but let me need a new MacBook Pro. With all the good I'm doing in the world. <laughs> Nobody's going to help you, bro. <laughs> uh, I said goal is uh, 1.4K. <laughs> and that, and that $30 to, to goal. Or <laughs> 30 of goal. Yeah, let me find out. I got I got it. I need to go sign. Maybe if I like sign up for the Proud Boys and then would, like pop up with a I'm proud to shirt. I can get a Thank GoFundMe cracking. Thank you for listening tracking. to the unrefined. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to say thank y'all for listening too.
Mm-hmm. You can follow us at the ever Physicus on the Instagram. Follow me, Can at I technically can't on the Instagram. Follow Morg at Portland Morgan on the Instagrams. Make sure you like us, subscribe, and review wherever you listen. And tell a friend to tell a friend about us. You know what time it is. It's checkout time. It's checkout time. Gotta go, nigga. Gotta go. Y'all know what time it is. Come on, man. Get your bags, man. Call that bell, motherfucker.